0: Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Get ready for some incredible passion and energy on the show today. So glad you're joining me. I'm Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. Your on-air ladies Bible study event. This is the show that will inspire you to get into the Bible and help you understand it. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O devotion. This week, my intention is to increase your passion for Christ and set ablaze your heart for Him. Staying Passionately in Love, episode 108. Well, that is no easy feat, but the devotion today and my interview with Dana Candler, who serves on the leadership team at the International House of Prayer and as an instructor at their university. Well, you're gonna get fired up for sure. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. You can even use them for your personal devotions and find them on today's show notes at soulh2o.com 108. So let's dive in to today's Soul H2O devotion and get you refreshed. I just came back from camp where my friend, Pastor Jessica Sabatino from Calgary, Alberta, led a study on the book of Revelation. It was a fresh and freeing look at this mysterious book that has baffled generations of believers. Only in recent days, with new research and understanding of Jewish apocalyptic literature, are we coming to demystify the incredible encouragement in this book and the revelation of Christ it brings to the church. The cryptic messages were written in a way that Christian readers would have all understood at the time, but hopefully not easily understood by the Roman system that was persecuting them. In Revelation 2, Jesus is sending a message to the church at Ephesus through John. He reminds them that he's so powerful. He holds all the stars in place and is present among all the churches. Jesus is applauding them for their hard work, perseverance, discerning false teachers, enduring hardships and not growing weary in the struggle. Yet there's one issue God has with this diligent group. Jesus said, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember from where you have fallen. The early church started out with such passion, belief that Israel would become a nation again and hope for Jesus' second coming. But that burning desire to be in relationship with Christ was waning. They were doing the right things, but with empty hearts. They'd become like an old married couple who hadn't stoked the fire of their love for years, maybe even decades. At the time of John's writing of Revelation and this portion of Scripture, it had only been about 30 years from the death and resurrection of Jesus. Many of the people he'd been writing to would have known Jesus, heard him preach, or at the very least knew someone who'd been around when Jesus walked the earth. This pattern of losing desire wasn't new to mankind either. Revelation 2 is somewhat of an echo of Jesus' words in Matthew 24, where he says, Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Revelation 2 and Matthew 24 bring up an issue that goes even further back. In Jeremiah chapter 2, the prophet brings a familiar message to the people and said, This is what the Lord says. I remember the devotion of your youth, how as a bride you loved me and followed me through the wilderness, through a land not sown. Jeremiah talks about how the people forgot how God had been with them and what he did for them in the past. They had forgotten their first love. To understand that the God who created you feels the same heartache as a person discarded in a relationship, it's overwhelming. God loves you so much that he isn't satisfied with you just doing the right things or towing the line, even just following the checklist. Staying passionately in love doesn't just happen, but it makes a relationship so much sweeter when it's gone through the fire of adversity and you come out holding hands on the other side. Growing up, my mom would always tell
1: me, you know, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And just the importance of surrounding yourself with people who are going to encourage you, who are going to inspire you, and who are going to help you through your life. And I think that's good company. And I hope that this show brings that to to those who are listening. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith Strong Today's Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. Weekdays at 5 p.m.
0: right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Dana Candler is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, leader and intercessor. She lives in Kansas City with her husband, Matt, and their four children. Dana and Matt serve on the leadership team at the International House of Prayer. And she also serves as an instructor at the International House of Prayer University. Her passion is to see the church fully alive in a deep love for Jesus. And that's what motivates her. Dana, it is such a pleasure to have you on the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. Oh, it's so good to be with you. Yeah, well, you definitely are a woman of the word and a deep relationship with Christ. And so I'd love you to share a Bible study tool or tip, something that girls could, you know, take your lead on and really implement in their lives to get to a deeper relationship with Christ.
1: Yes, this is my favorite tip. I love to say, as you're going into your time of prayer, take the word of God. Specifically take passages that highlight the Lord's affection, his passion for us. That's where our love begins to burn. Take small phrases from his word, turn them into a conversation with the Lord. And even this is is a little extra, sing (laughs) them. Mm. If we sing the word of God, it is the way that the Lord created us. We sing to feel what we believe and things happen in our hearts on in the interior that don't happen when we're just speaking. And so even if you're not a singer, that's okay. You know, (laughs) do it in your car by yourself. But sing those phrases and turn them into your own words, but sing them back to God, sing the Lord's heart over your own heart. And I'm telling you, our hearts come alive as we put the word of God in front of us and out of our mouths and we sing it. And those small phrases, it 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 becomes what I like to say, living understanding. And that's just my favorite Mm -hmm. thing to do.
0: Yeah, I'm not a good singer. We were joking before we started recording (laughs) that I just am not a good singer, but I love to sing. I love to worship. And so I'll be in my car. I probably look like a crazy lady, but it's so important. And I agree with you. When we sing scripture, it also gets into your brain. There's a whole science behind that. Um, We did a show on that a long time ago um, with Rochelle Fletcher and talking about that, the science behind how when you sing and you remember it differently. So singing scripture, very powerful advice for people. And wondering if you could share a Bible verse, whether it's your favorite one or something that's inspiring you lately, that something that would just encourage girls. Okay, so I'm gonna share
1: Song of Solomon 8, 6, and 7. One of my all time favorites, set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm. For love is as strong as death, jealousy is fierce as the grave. It's flashes are flashes of fire, the very flame of the Lord. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it. If a man offered for love all the wealth of his house, it would be utterly despised. This verse, these two verses, I I like to pair it with John 17, that the very love with which the father loved the son, father, would you put that love upon my heart like a seal with all of Mm -hmm. my days, all of my emotions, all of my thoughts, let it be the seal upon my affections, that hidden reward that's constantly strengthening and, you know, that's bringing my heart into that very love of God, which is the love that many waters cannot quench, no matter the circumstances, no matter what comes my way, no matter Mm. whatever I face, the very love of God burning on the inside sustains, keeps, and cannot be quenched.
0: Yeah, it's uh, those verses are so rich in symbolism and in truth. And then pairing it with John 17. Wow. It just, you know, it really does start to get you so excited and the passion burning in your heart. Now, Dana, you've written a whole slew of great books. But today we have you here on this show to talk about your latest release, First Love, Keeping Passion for Jesus in a World Growing Cold. And so I'm wondering, how do you define that first love, what the Bible is talking about here and in Revelations? And what does it look like in the life of a believer?
1: You know, we know it intuitively. We know it in our relationships. We know it's mm. that open hearted, vulnerable, hard on the line, full of trust. You know, there's there's nothing held back. And, and biblically speaking, I think of Jeremiah 2, I remember you when you went after me in the wilderness, the mm. love of your betrothal. And, and then in Revelation 2, Jesus is saying to the church at Ephesus, wait, this I have against you. You've left it. You lost it. And that's mm-hmm. not okay with me. And, and when the Lord speaks, it's not okay that you've left your first love. We can turn that that kind of rebuke over and find a sure promise it's jesus saying you never have to lose it you never have to leave it i will give you every grace and so to me it is that it is those qualities of first love the open-hearted trust the vulnerability the the believing without the uh the drawing back the the trust the Desire in full capacity. He's saying these are the qualities, not just of first love, but of love. And I want you to keep those qualities till the end. And I will give you grace to do that.
0: Well, I can't wait to come back after the break and hear more from Dana.
1: I'm Dana Candler from episode number 108, and my music pick for the Soul H2O radio and podcast show is I Want Your Heart by Jake Fretz. New, your, blood I want
0: your
1: heart, show me your glory, I want your heart, I
0: want your heart. The warmer weather means you're always on the move, and the My Joy radio app means the songs you love and the encouragement you crave move with you. Never miss another minute with 24 7 access to the Joy Radio live stream. Get the latest messages from the ministries you love delivered right to your smartphone or download them ahead for offline listening. Be uplifted, whether at the office or the beach. The My Joy Radio app, available now. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We're back from the break with author, speaker, Bible teacher, leader, and intercessor, Dana Candler. We're talking about your latest release, First Love, keeping passion for Jesus in a world growing cold. I love the words on the back of your book. He's inviting you to a sustained and unquenchable love. I feel like this has been my experience for most of my life, but I've been a Christian since I was four or five. And in my lifetime, I've watched some people who come to faith and they are coming with such excitement, a real passion for the Lord. They've got a fire in their bones only to see them flame out as time went on. So do you really honestly believe that it's possible for any believer to maintain that first love quality in their passion for the Lord throughout their faith journey?
1: Yes, I do. but. I have a long history behind me, like you do, of that, <laughs> that crisis that comes. Uh, for mm-hmm. me, it was yes, I'm in First Commandment, all my heart, passion for Jesus, yes, you know. And then, as circumstances play out, as the twists and turns come, as the accuser is constantly coming mm-hmm. at us, and mm-hmm. you know the, the leaking in of accusations from others and our own hearts, like we're in a battle, right? And so I I, I found myself going, really, to be honest, brokenhearted, going, Lord, I cannot resuscitate this passion, this desire. What happened? I don't even know what happened. And and so I do believe there are times, you know, it isn't to say that we're always on this high. I I think Mm -hmm. what we're committing to is when we begin to lose it. We press because of what the word says is true and available. And if we, you know, if we find ourselves kind of by the side of the road, so to speak, in, in those times, we don't stay there. We say, no, no, no. I'm looking at your word. I'm looking at your promise. Jesus, my circumstance and my, even my broken heart isn't the highest truth. The highest truth is what you say. And so help God. And the the greatest news is he cares far more than we do. He is looking at us going, you know what? I never changed my mind. You are mine. I'm after Mm. your heart, heart, soul, mind Mm. and strength. It's actually a prophecy. You will, you shall love me with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. I'm going to give you grace. Let's go on this journey together. And so as we partner with him and his grace, yes, it's possible. And and again, when we lose it, we just re sign up. Lord help, and He will.
0: I, I love that. Re sign up. That is so good. And I think that, you know, having been a Christian for decades now, there are times where that feeling wanes it's like in your marriage and and you can't live off of your feelings so what are some of the adversaries to this first love to this passionate love that you can have with christ you know what are some of the things that you've found that maybe cause our hearts to grow dull or our fervency to wane
1: right you know it was a surprise to me i i I sat before the lord and i said okay you're the physician i don't know i don't know what went wrong i do know i'm Mm. a bad evaluator (laughs) (laughs) and every every time i try to you know do a deep dive in the interior i don't i don't get it right so jesus you do it you diagnose you tell me and what the lord unpacked over a little bit of time in prayer was some of those accusations and and some of it's the enemy some of it's others some of it's my own voice over yeah. time i had begun to just assume that the lord felt the same way and it was it was at the subconscious level you know i didn't yeah. know that i i i began to distance from the Lord and just that sense of his delight, his enjoyment, the God who sings over us, rejoices over us, says, you're mine. You're my beloved. You're my favorite one. There was a distance in my heart, Mm. but that's like my core message. So I'm like, what? I, I remember the Lord saying to me, well, it was me saying to him, Lord, you know, I love you. I don't know what went wrong. And the Lord saying, I know you love me. But do you believe me? Mm-hmm. And I'm going, of course I believe you. And he says, no, actually, <laughs> you don't. And he began to show me areas where I quit believing at the deepest level in his present tense delight because of those seeped in accusations, subtle lies. And he showed me in that moment uh, that it w- you could actually call it unbelief. And that's a, mm-hmm. that's a strong word, but that's what it was.
0: And so why do you think that the world is growing so cold towards church, the gospel, and Christ?
1: Yes, I pulled that phrase from Matthew 24 when Jesus said, you know, Be- before his return, the love of many will grow cold. Mm-hmm. And so we're in this key hour of human history. And I believe Jesus' return is on the horizon you know, we don't know whether it's five years or 50 years. We don't know. But we know that t- the times and the seasons we see, things are mm-hmm. increasing. We see the trouble. We see the coldness. And, and so I, I believe that that's part of the love of many growing cold. And, you know, even, even in those times, the, the love of self, you know, mm-hmm. Timothy tells us, it, men will be lovers of self. And when there's a love of self, there's a love that grows cold toward the Lord and towards one another.
0: Dana, I want to end on a really good note and encouraging people. We've talked about how we can lose our love and the things that get in our way. I'd love for you to close out this show telling the story about how the Lord awakened your heart to himself and his promises in his word in very specific ways in your early 20s to just give people hope and something to, you know, to hope for. I'd love for you to share that story.
1: Yes, it was all about the promise of the word of God. You know, I think of Ephesians 3, that we would know the height and width and length and depth of his love. And I remember staring at some of those passages, first commandment, that we could actually love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Uh, the the end of the story, Revelation twenty two seventeen, 17, that the, the Lord would bring his church in the identity of a bride to this full wholehearted place together with one another and with the holy spirit crying come lord jesus and i remember wrestling with these passages and almost seeing the gap between my own experience and the word of god but the lord giving that grace to believe it's Mm. real there's a real man he's really alive he's seated upon the throne he's returning. There's a wedding in the future. Oh my word, he's real. <laughs> and coming alive with that desire going, I believe you. I'm in. I want to do this. Why not me? You know, I don't want to live as though I'm discounted. I want to live believing that I can have what the Bible speaks of as real and, and what Paul spoke of. I don't want to live at a distance from Paul and just go, well, that's Paul. I want to stand <laughs> beside Paul and go, I get it. I get it. And so the Lord awakened my heart to believe. And, and I believe he's got that invitation before each one of us. He wants mm-hmm. to close that gap. He's going, will you believe me? Will you enter into the conversation? Will you let me uh, help you where you don't believe? Will, will you let me give you grace to desire, to desire for fullness that, the fullness that the word of God describes that we would let our hearts embrace the ache. You know, in the Sermon on the Mount, it's that hungering and thirsting for righteousness going, God, I have to enter into all that you would give the human heart in this age. And the Lord wants to invite us to live in that groan because he's going to answer it. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. They will be filled Blessed are those who mourn, they will be comforted. And we want to insert our hearts into that groan because the promise of the word of God says it's coming. It's going to happen. I will do what I promised. Will you take my heart into yours? Will you agree with me? Will you labor to believe? And I will answer. I will be faithful to answer. And so that's the promise of his word that the Lord
0: invites us into. That is so incredible. Your passion is so tangible. I want to thank you so much for being on the show, Dana, and sharing your love for Christ with us.
1: It's such a joy to be with you. I've loved it.
0: My challenge for you today is to spend 20 minutes of alone time with Jesus. Yeah, all by yourself. Sit in a relaxed position and put on some soft worship music. Ask Jesus to meet you there and to fill your heart with a new or renewed passion for Him and His Word. Then just sit and soak in His presence. If you don't feel anything, that's okay. You don't even have to feel it for God to stir something in your spirit. But as you get used to quieting your soul, you'll become more aware of his presence and start to feel him close. I can guarantee that this will help you to begin falling in love with Jesus on a whole new level. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for Episode 108, Staying Passionately in Love, on the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. Make sure to check out the show notes for scripture graphics, deeper insights, and information about our guest at soulh2o.com slash 108. I hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family. Take a screen capture while listening on your device and share on social media to help spread the word about Soul H2O. Come back next week when we really look at how we're adopted into Christ's family and talk with Susan T. Boss, an adoptive mom who decided to research what it's like to be an adopted teen and give voice to their struggles. Until next week, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.